You guessed right, more listings. Today's conversation is six more tactics to add to your list of a total of 24 different marketing tactics to generate more listings in 2024. Let's go. All right, so if you haven't caught the first three episodes, this is a four-part series going through six apiece, 24 total different marketing-focused strategies for generating more listings in 2024. Now, they are in no set order. So by all means, watch this entire video and take from it what you will, and then go watch the other three videos and give yourself the largest opportunity in terms of ideas, tactics, and strategies. We know work to generate more listings because whoever controls the inventory controls the marketplace. And the idea of waiting for listings to fall into your lap is a dangerous notion at best. My advice to you is to do the work to generate more listings. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I'm your host, and I am so glad you're watching today. If you're new to the channel, please make sure to tap that big red subscribe button. And while you're there, tap the bell icon right next to it to be alerted of new videos that we publish just like this one. Speaking of this one, let's get into it. Now we've already gone through the first 18, so we're gonna pick it up at 19 and make it through our list of 24 today. So number 19 on the list of marketing tactics to get more listings in 2024 is to earn the right to ask. Now earn the right is this notion of, we know that the vast majority of sellers are repeat referral business. In fact, about two thirds of all sales in the US are repeat referral on the listing side. What that means is this is a relationship business. It's a know you like, you trust you business and consumers work with agents they know, they like, and they trust. And so my question to you is, are you leveraging that? Are you building and deepening relationships with past clients with sphere of influence contacts because of a couple of variables? One, they may talk about you to others and they may convey their trust in you to somebody who trusts them and therefore by proxy trusts you. It's called a referral or they themselves may decide to want to list, buy, invest down the road. Are you working your database adequately to build relationships, to have real connection or are you just transactional mindset, not a relational mindset? My encouragement is to get more relational and leverage the opportunities so that when the time comes to ask for the business, you're not out of rapport, you're not out of sync. In fact, you're doing a service because you've established such a high standard of excellence in the minds and hearts of all those people in your database, they would be delighted to be invited to work with you or to refer opportunities to you. What would it look like to have marketing so compelling, so focused on building relationships that they literally say, thank you for asking for business? That is earning the right to ask. Next up on the list is number 20, and that is geographic farming. And I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of geo farming, and I don't just mean sending out postcards. I mean a multi-layered, multi-channel marketing approach to geographic farming, and it depends on your area as to what that approach might be. Um, maybe it involves door knocking or prospecting or circle prospecting. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it involves postcards. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it involves events and mega open houses. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it involves paid ad strategies on Meta, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and beyond. Maybe it doesn't. I'm simply putting the ball in your court to say, you know your terrain, you know your land, you know the ground, and you know the channels that are the most likely to resonate with folks in your geo farm. But my question to you is, what are you going to do about the idea of establishing that this is your town? Wear the sheriff's badge, if you will, that this is your town and every listing goes through you, so to speak, because every consumer, every buyer and seller who's in that area knows who you are because you're the agent of choice in that farm. In this marketplace, we've seen a lot of shifts happening, and a couple of things have been true based upon observations I've seen in my own clients' businesses. One, we've seen a massive flight to quality amongst consumers. 
more than before, more than when the market was crazy and an insanity in the what we call the unicorn years during the pandemic, where people were just trying to get a house, it shifted since then and moved more into a high trust kind of market. The consumer, the seller wants to work with the most competent, most capable agent of choice. And so what they've done is they've followed predictable paths. They're working through referral because they get a sense of trust. We already talked about that. So there's a lot of database impact happening right now. And the other channel is your geographic farm. I'll make this simple. What I've seen is that over the past 12 months, agents who have either the combination, either or or both, of a strong relationship with their database and or a strong relationship and foundation in their farm, they're winning the lion's share of the business because repeat referral is predicated on trust. And if you're farming, you're familiar. And if you're familiar, you're trustable or trustworthy, however you want to phrase it. My point to you is think about starting a farm in 2024. Number 21 on the list is local Facebook groups. Now, I did not specify a verb, and that was on purpose. It may be that you join and participate in an existing local Facebook group, or that you start one if there isn't one in your local marketplace. Ideally, and this is just me telling you, ideally, there's already an established local Facebook group. Now, what I'm not suggesting you do is you go cold turkey into some Facebook group and start dropping market update videos unsolicited. That will get you most likely kicked out of the Facebook group because you're not in rapport or in sync with the rules of that community. However, in a lot of your different marketplaces, there are established Facebook groups where the locals, the homeowners, go to connect with their neighbors, go to learn about what's happening in their area, and it could be possible that there's a massive opportunity for you to position yourself in that group as an advocate as a resource, not as a salesy, pushy agent, which none of you are, nor do you want to be. But we do know our industry does have some folks who, you know, they just, they could have better ways of going about promoting themselves. Anyways, I digress. My point to you is you could look into those groups to say, hey, what would it be like if I started making market update videos? In fact, one of our rock star coaching clients, Shane Bergman, he does this. Inside of his area, his marketplace, is a very established local Facebook group with all the homeowners. He did not start the group. He is a member of the group and he went in and he asked a question. He said, hey, I am a local real estate agent and I live in, I'm a neighbor too, I live in the area. Would it be beneficial to anybody if I started doing maybe a, a market update video that was just for you guys here for this specific community, maybe once a quarter, nothing salesy, I just wanna keep you apprised of what's happening with our home values in the neighborhood. And it was, it was a sincere ask for permission and the response was overwhelmingly, yes, that'd be amazing. Yes, please, yes. And so what he does now is, with permission, he creates 20-minute market update videos that he records with Loom. He posts them to YouTube as an unlisted video and then links the YouTube video, it's unlisted, on the Facebook group. And these homeowners, if they're interested, go click that video and go over to YouTube. And if you look at the watch metrics, they're watching. They're, every time he does one, about 300 homeowners in his farm area are watching the bulk of his videos. Be the knowledge broker and get more listings. Next on the list is Instagram story stickers. Instagram story stickers could be polls, quizzes, questions, those sorts of affairs. My advice to you is, one, don't just use these story stickers if you don't have an audience. You wanna give first. If you're familiar with the work of Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about jab, jab, right hook. The idea of give, give, and then make a call to action, and then ask. It's the earn the right idea. But let's assume for a moment that you are actively on Instagram making really valuable content, and you're building an audience, and people are in tune with what you're doing. 
Well, every now and again, it makes sense then to call them into action. And one of the best ways for doing that is your Instagram story stickers, whereby you can ask calibrated questions like, hey, have you had any thoughts of selling in 2024? Uh, hey, how happy are you on a scale of one to 10 with where you're currently living? Asking calibrated questions just to get a sense of who's where and their feelings about maybe they want to sell, maybe they don't, so that you can leverage the stories and find more prospective customers. Now, if you love the idea of leveraging your Instagram story stickers with the right calls to action, I would highly encourage you then to go watch the video podcast that featured Will Draper, one of our rock star coaches, Tom Ferry and myself, where Will goes through some of the questions that he's coaching to that are calls to action to elicit sellers. Don't do it on a cold audience, but if you have a warm audience that's receptive to hearing from you and you've earned that right, then use some Instagram story stickers to get some listings. Number 23 on the list is very simple and I'll make it super short. That is absentee owners or non-owner occupieds, whatever you call them in your world. And that is to leverage that list. You can get data through companies like PropStream or Property Radar potentially. And you wanna make sure you're obeying all laws like the DNC and the TCPA and all that kind of fun stuff. But I would encourage you to start writing letters. Use tools like ChatGPT to help you formulate the right letter that's compelling and it calls somebody into action who maybe wants to sell their property. In a lot of markets, we're seeing short-term rental rules changing. Are you leveraging those opportunities through letter campaigns, postcard campaigns, paid ads? Maybe it's prospecting efforts. How are you marketing to that specific segmentation of homeowners? Short-term rentals, long-term rentals, absentee owners, et cetera. How are you positioning yourself to them to be their listing agent of choice? And you know, it's kind of like shoot for the moon and if you miss, you get the stars. Well, in the same kind of idea, maybe they don't want to sell, but maybe they do want to invest some more and it may mean some buyer sides for you too. Don't overlook absentee owners. Speaking of audiences not to overlook, another powerful segment is downsizers. Number 24 on the list is downsizer campaigns. Rockstar coaching clients of ours like Sandra Pike in Halifax, Nova Scotia, runs a billboard. She has a billboard in her market area, and it's a photo of her with her parents, and it's a promise to treat you like she treats her parents because she has a passion and a conviction to care for a market segment that is downsizing, moving out of a larger home into a more reasonable home based upon their needs and that current life chapter, so to speak. Are you leveraging these bright market segments? Judy Michelis, one of our rockstar clients, sends letters and they're not schmoozy or salesy, they're sincere. And they're speaking to the audience as a knowledge broker. But my question to you is from a marketing standpoint, are you aware of the needs that exist in certain subsets of the market, not just absentee owners, but also the downsizer idea? Because again, I said this in the beginning, if you're waiting around for listings to just crop up and come your way, you're gonna be waiting for a long, long time. What's the work you're prepared to do to go get the listing and the downsizer campaigns? Again, whether it's letters or postcards or ads, I'm not here to discuss right now the media, I'm talking about the plan or the tactic and the tactic is the audience. And that is downsizers in your marketplace. How are you gonna be their champion to help them make the best, most informed choice to downsize in 2024? And one more for good measure. This makes the list 25, actually. I am aware that the math went past 24, but I'm gonna give it to you anyways. And that is to leverage expired and withdrawn listings. We have seen higher numbers of expired listings and canceled listings over the past 12 months because, let's be candid, homes are not as easily affordable as maybe they once were and down payments are large, and then buyers get themselves into sticky situations with a big repair bill, and they're like, let's not continue forward. There are different reasons, of course, but there are a higher number of expireds and withdrawns, and that to you as a listing agent could spell the opportunity of, 
go prospect, go market, go position yourself to be the hero that saves the day to help them have the right information, to have the right pricing and positioning strategy to get their home sold and achieve their goals. Are you leveraging expireds and canceled listings? Too many folks are afraid. They're afraid of getting rejected or getting yelled at or people getting mad at them, but I would tell you to turn to the work of the book Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion, in which the author talks about how people like to do business with those they like, but what does it mean to really like somebody? What the book says is that we like somebody when we sense from them. They want for us what we want for ourselves. And so in your prospecting, in your marketing, to expired and canceled listings, Check yourself at the door. Check the ego, so to speak. And I'm not talking down to you. I'm simply encouraging you to say, it's not about getting rejected. It's about serving. And if you go in with the heart of service, how can I help this person move forward? Their natural human response will be to like you for it. If you can take a few blows and get past the ego check, you could be on your way to being a listing-dominating machine with expired and canceled listings. Now, this is a list across four videos of actually, not 24, but 25, we're going one up just, just because, 25 different listing strategies and tactics that are marketing focused to help position you to dominate with more listings in 2024. I want to know what are the two or three you're going to deploy in 2024. Drop it in the comments. And if you didn't watch the other shows, go make sure to watch those too. Until next week, thank you so much for watching This Week in Marketing.